it is time for our end of season uh, awards and we're going to go through the the categories that producer ian has uh, has dealt for us starting with player of the season um it's the big one first up Kylian mbappe got the uh, unfp um award for for player of the season in france um a few entries we've had from our from our listeners uh romuald frenchy from detroit has gone with gail kakuta who's done very well with a small team as uh as Romuald points out, James Cathy uh, says Benjamin Andre. He says, uh, without Benjamin Andre, I'm sure Lille would not have won the league title. And Gilan Robert has gone for uh, for an interesting shout. Yusuf Yazici, another another Lille player who we haven't talked about so much. Um, he's been a bit in and out of the team in the second half of the season, but he's uh, made some big contributions as well. Um, Andy Scott, player of the season. Burak Yilmaz, um, I mentioned earlier on, I think probably gets it for me because he's been the one who's, who's really struck me this season. And obviously, he's played a, a very important role, the team that's won the league. Um, Kylian Mbappe um, probably is the best player in the division and has had a very good season. In fact, he's had his best season uh, statistically in terms of goals scored, I think 42 in the mm-hmm. end in all competitions. So, uh, you know, between the two of them, I think I'll give it to Burak Yilmaz because Neil won the league and I think Mbappe um, will, I'm sure, win more Player of the Year awards in the years to come. But the, if I can mention one other player who's kind of stood out to me this season, uh, it would be uh, Gaëtan Laborde at Montpellier because I think he's uh, really surprised me. He's had a very good season. I think 16, 17 goals in the end. 16, um, scored a yeah. Brilliant, 16, yeah. scored a brilliant goal against PSG in the Cup uh, a couple of weeks ago and is one who has been linked to the English Premier League in, in the recent past, in the January window. There was talk of a move to West Ham, which didn't transpire, but I think he might be one who is on his way to uh, to the Premier League before long. So um, I, I, an honourable mention to him, but Burak Yilmaz gets the, the player of the year for me. Robbie? Is, uh, I, I Look... Hats off, Andy Scott. I think you've you've hit a lot of nails on heads. There's for me, there's no <laughs> doubt the the best player in Ligue 1. Um, and let's not forget this is a vote by the footballers who vote, and so they play against everyone else in the league, and they choose who is the best footballer in Ligue 1. Um, for me, it's Kylian Mbappe, and I think uh, it's deservedly the case. He's top scorer for the third year in a row. He's consistent. He was consistently good this season. Um, even when Paris weren't, he was finding the back of the net. So no arguments from me about about Kylian Mbappe being the best player. I don't think Burak Yilmaz is the best player in Ligue 1, but I think he had a fantastic season and I think he was very, very important for, for that Lille side. But I think, again, that's what, that's what sums up this Lille side. I don't think Jose Font is the best defender in Ligue 1, but I think he was absolutely crucial. Um, Sven Botman maybe could become the best defender and, and certainly wouldn't be far off. Benjamin Andre is not the best player in Ligue 1, but, but take him out of that Lille side and perhaps Lille wouldn't have been champion. Take any element out of that side, Mike Mignon, and perhaps they wouldn't have been champions. So so uh, in terms of a pure, who is the best player? I go I go Kylian Mbappe. And I like the Andy, um, the Gaetan Laborde call as well because he, he really did have a fantastic season and I said it a few weeks ago on the pod, but I think um, Gaetan Laborde should stay at Montpellier. Stay there. You're, you're doing wonders. Everything fits perfectly for you there. Um, enjoy your football there where you're, you're, you're doing great things. Listen, for once, I'm going to agree with Robbie. For me, Kylian Mbappe um, has been the best player in Ligue 1 this season. I think um, 
in the last few months in particular, he's just been phenomenal. And, and it's not just been the goal scoring, it's been, it's been his attitudes and the way that he's sort of carried PSG. You know, I, I just felt in the last few weeks he was thinking, goodness me, we might not win the league title here. And he was just giving absolutely everything to uh, ensure that, that, that PSG did win the title. Unfortunately for him, Lille um, got, got too many points in the end. But Mbappe has been... Matt. Just on that, I just I just wanted to 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 bring this up actually because it's, it's, it's in a way it's hard to talk about Kylian Mbappe without mentioning Neymar, and and Robbie touched on the the Player of the Year award voted for by the other players. It did strike me that Neymar was was nominated in the first place for that for that prize because uh, I mean we all know that he's a great player and he's he is the most expensive player in the world in a way he should be the best player in league and even in front of Mbappe if not then alongside him. But actually Neymar has not had a great season. Nine goals. Uh, in the league, five of which were penalties, and obviously he missed that penalty on Sunday night. And um, I, I think yeah, I think know, he's maybe, missed maybe two I'm penalties be- this season. I think he missed one against Saint Etienne, was it? Or he mi- he definitely missed a second penalty this season as well. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, maybe I'm being unfair, but you know, um, we're talking about the players who have been the best in the league this season. But I, I just thought that Neymar should have done better. I think he's had a, a very disappointing season in the league. I think you're right, Andy, but I, I think as well it's interesting that so many players vote for him because he was in the in the team of the season at UNFP, and I think you know you you you, you hear players, defenders, league defenders talking. They're, they're all a little bit in awe of Neymar, you know, his skills, and uh, he is 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 very special. But you're you know you're right. I think I think he gets a bit of a bum a rap. To be fair, guys, I I think if we do that. It's hard to live up to just how much expectation there is for Neymar. And and yes, he should have perhaps more of an influence or the argument is justifiable that he he should do more in this PSG side. He should help dominate more um Ligue 1 when he plays. But but for opposition players against him, the fact that you can never tackle him and can't get the ball off him that you've you foul him every time that he is so fast that his touch is so good. They're the things that when you're playing against him, you see. And and look, it can't just be coincidence that every year he's named in the, the team of the year and that every year he's he's nominated for player of the year because the other players see that perhaps what a journalist sees as not having enough influence or fading out of games or injured and missing matches. For the players on the pitch, they see undeniably one of the best players in the world, not just in Ligue 1. Fair enough. Fair enough. If I could just finish what I was saying before, before Andy <laughs> jumped in. Um, I think, you know, yeah, Mbappe, phenomenal. But I think in many ways, you know, a PSG player getting the player of the season award, it highlights even more what a, what a sort of team effort it was from Lille. Because, mm-hmm. yes, you could, you could, part of me was thinking, yes, yeah, Burek Yilmaz, but it's not for me because Mbappe has just scored so many goals and he's been so good throughout the season. Um, but yeah, Lille, Lille brilliant throughout. So, uh, second category coach of the season and this one you know from our listeners as well hasn't provoked as much debate because um, everyone's going Christophe Galtier uh, Gilain Robert has uh, said I would certainly vouch for, for Galtier he's been super efficient um, since Saint-Étienne he's taken Lille to another dimension and uh, and also he's a good man who takes responsibility for his actions and his heart seems to be in the right place he's the coach I would dream for for Strasbourg but surely he belongs to a Champions League bench. Um, James Cathy also went for for Christophe Galtier. Uh, Gilles Robert um, 
by the way, obviously a Strasbourg fan, we should let you know that Thierry Lorry has confirmed today that he is stepping down. So perhaps Strasbourg should throw their hat into the ring to try to get Galtier. I think they'll struggle. Um, Andy, coach of the season for you? <laughs> Christoph Galtier. Simple Fair as that. Enough. Fair I mean, enough. I mean, I mean, you know, no one else does ever uh, mention or um, <laughs> Nico Kovac uh, well, is in the uh, argument. I, th- I, I think. think, yeah. Uh, Nico Kovac is in the argument and I think um, he, he has that I was thinking that when we were talking about Leon before that you know in a way he's um, he's perhaps shown the value of a good manager because uh, you know Rudy Garcia obviously has, has got a lot of criticism at Leon this season but Nico Kovac has done a great job I think also um, not far away from Christophe Galtier and Lille I think uh, Franck Ez at Lens has done very well hasn't he because mm-hmm. um, this was his first uh, full season in charge of Lens they came up in slightly fortunate circumstances last year they would they just scraped into the automatic promotion places when the season was was uh, ended early. So, in a way, they were you know maybe not best um, suited to playing in league on this season. But he's done a fabulous job. I mean, they just missed out on European qualification. So he he is certainly worthy of an honorary mention. And I will also mention Stefan Moulin because he's done uh, ten great years at Angers, and uh, now he's on his way. Yeah, I think it's been a really difficult season for for coaches. I think uh, there's been a a spotlight on them. More perhaps than in previous years with the the whole COVID thing and the maybe the fact that you could make five changes. We expected more from coaches. I think we've got coaches that were were sacked and other coaches that had to come in, and they weren't necessarily coaches that that people went looking for. I'm thinking at, at Nîmes, where you had Arpignon, Arpignon, and then and then Plonk, who sort of were were plonked in there, if you like, and and had to react, had to had to do a job. Adrian Ursia at Nice that that had to do a job. Um, Kombuare, who's had to do a job at, at Nantes as well. It seems to, uh, I, I won't say Mauricio Pochettino, because I think there, there was a, a, a solid choice in to go and find someone to replace Thomas Tuchel, and, and Pochettino will be um, measured on what he achieves next season, I think. But uh, not an easy season for coaching staff. And in that regard, I, I think Christophe Galtier has to be coach of the year. I don't dispute that one little bit, but I think he's pushed very hard by by Nico Kovac and if there's anything because I think there are there are many similarities as well Kovac is new to the job but it was again there were changes in that Monaco squad he had he had a new playing roster as well as a new job and new new assistant staff that he brought in it took him a while and I, what I liked about what Nico Kovac did is that there were problems at the start you could see it wasn't working his message wasn't getting across they were conceding goals they were inconsistent and you saw the progression, the improvement. And that, I think, over perhaps two and a half seasons is what we've seen from Galtier, what we saw in just this one season of, of Nico Kovac. And I'd go, what gets Galtier really across the line is just that human element where, where Kovac came with ideas and is very uh, rigorous in imposing what he wants. And I think Galtier, honestly, has a fantastic relationship with his players. I think he understands footballers. I think Kovac does. But Kovac demands like a like a drill sergeant what he wants. I think Galtier, there's there's a little bit more subtlety in the way he manages things, a little bit more experience perhaps. And that's why Lil as again, another reason why Lil won the title. Very well put, Robbie. I I agree wholeheartedly with all of that. Um Goal of the season. This one's tough because there have been so many amazing goals, but perhaps not one that sort of is head and shoulders better than everything else. James Cathy um, particularly liked Armand Loriente for uh, for Lorient against Nantes. That unbelievable Janino-esque free kick. Um, 
Andy, I, I, I always put you on the spot first, so yeah. I'll, I'll keep that going. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that Burak Yilmaz won the, the, the goal of the season for his um, him again for his uh, stunning strike against uh, Lens a few weeks ago, and, and it's hard to argue with that. I think a couple of ones that are always worth a mention. Um, Irvin Cardona for Brest uh, earlier in the season with that bizarre... I'm not even sure how to describe it. Sort of uh, took off off the ground and met uh, a cross in from from the wing on the volley with both feet off the ground, which was spectacular. And speaking of spectacular, I think um, I, I will mention Kylian Mbappe because uh, it is true that when you're in the stadium watching Mbappe running at full pace, it is electric. It's quite something to see. And uh, the goal he scored in Marseille in February when um, when it was on the breakaway, I think it was from a Marseille corner, and Mbappe just sprinted about three quarters of the length of the field and latched on Tanquil Di Maria's pass and scored. That was uh, pretty breathtaking, I would say. So, um, it depends what kind of goal you're, you're you're interested in, I suppose. If you like a ferocious hit, then it's hard to argue with Burak Yilmaz. If you um, if you like something else, then why not Mbappe? I, I don't have a a, a team goal uh, that comes to mind immediately. Perhaps Robbie has has um, one in that category, but um, certainly once again, we're talking about Burak Yilmaz and Kylian Mbappe for me. I'm trying desperately to find the. From our, our sound engineer, Stephen, gave me how he described um, Irvin Cardona's upright scissor kick, which was some sort of martial arts jackknife kick or something. I can't, I can't, can't think of it. I'm just looking through past messages trying to find it, the term. But anyway, that will, we'll have to bring it uh, at the start of next season. That was a great goal. Didn't Andy Delore score a fantastic scissor kick? Um, yes, just before yes. Christmas for Lille in a big match as well. Lille Leon was it for Montpellier? Yeah, oh, for sorry, Montpellier, Montpellier against against, against, against Lille. Lille. Yeah, yes, and that, that's right. That was an unbelievable game actually. Yeah. And it, um, Lille won. Lille won it three two with a late goal, and then in the last second, Menon pushed a, a free kick onto the post. It was it was yeah, dramatic. But absolutely, that, yeah, that, that goal was a fantastic goal. Um, Gaten Laborde also got a bicycle kick um, recently as well when I was commentating. But I was commentating that uh, Lille versus Lance match. And I will, I will unashamedly say Burak Ilmaz's strike on his left foot. Is he left-footed? Because it was 30 yards out. It went like an absolute rocket. He takes all his penalties right-footed um, into the top corner. There was no chance for, for Jean-Louis Leca. Um, and it came out of nothing. It was really just a... And it was in a, a crucial match. In the derby, um, it has all the ingredients for, for a screamer. It was a screamer, and screamers win goal competitions, win prizes like goal of the year. So for me, uh, hands down, Burak Yilmaz. Yeah, it was one of those moments as well when, uh, you know, I'm sure the people around him, the players around him thought, wow, we, you know, we are going to win the title. When you've got a player like that pinging them in uh, left-footed from, from, from 30 yards, and that takes me on to to, to moment of the season. Uh, James Cathy has gone for another Burak Yilmaz moment, the winner um, against Lyon at the Group Armour Stadium. Lille were 2-0 down and uh, Burak racing through. He'd already scored one and made another and then he, he scored his second. And uh, yeah, an, an, an incredible moment. Um, what do we think? Any other moments that uh, you can think of? I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what Gilan Robert as well said, another listener who wrote in. He's, he said it's, it's too difficult to find one moment. The season has been so rich. Um, to me, the entire season will be remembered um, by the number of goals scored, which is likely to be the highest since 1983. Um, that was, I think, Gilan wrote in just before the last game of the season. So we'll update those stats. But it has been prolific. Andy, do you have a, a favourite moment this season? 
Um, well, I'd, I'd, I'd agree to be honest with um, with the the Leon Lille game. You know, just that whole match in general was was incredible, and I mean, also the the, the Monaco uh, Leon game a week after, which I commentated at a pretty amazing finish to it. And in terms of when you're commentating a game, sort of getting up off your seat and being really taken aback by it, and and letting the emotion um, carry you. You know, the the end of that game was really quite memorable with Leon getting that winning goal and and that feeling of there being a real rivalry between these two clubs in the fight for third place and the fact that Leon were the ones celebrating only to be in the end denied by Monaco on the final day and 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 maybe there's a bit of recency bias but you know when you ask me now what moment really um strikes me looking back over the season it is hard to look beyond that I what think about for, you what about yeah, you Rob? for for me um and look listeners and you guys will know that I'm not a big one for these moments of the season type thing. For me, you can have a a fantastic moment at any point in any football match, and that's what's so beautiful about about this sport. I think of of Di Maria's control for Julian Draxler's goal in the last minute against Mess, which gave Paris their first win of the season. The control was just outrageous. It was a superb moment of football. Um, seeing Hatem Ben Arfa put Thiago Mendes or Cheka. I think, wow, one of the two on their rear end. I think it was Cheka for Lille um, with a dribble that was just outrageously superb. Um, Moments like that are fantastic moments. If I have to say one where I think the season changed or a a, a season-changing moment, it would be um, Jonathan David's goal at the Parc des Princes against Paris because it, it summed up it's, for me, it encapsulated so many things about this Ligue 1 season and why Lille won it. Um, and you'll say, I'll, I'll use the word unlucky for Paris just because I think it was a very unlucky as well as disappointing season for Paris Saint-Germain. There you go, it's said. But that goal, he was injured just moments beforehand by a bad tackle by, by Ghana. He stayed on his feet. He kept his mouth shut. He didn't complain. He got up. He kept playing. He made the run. Um, he took advantage of a lapse in concentration in the Paris defence. The shot was deflected. And, and went in. And for me, that, that, that moment was where Lil actually said, this is us. The week earlier or, or 10 days earlier, they'd lost top spot in the league. They came back and they won it back immediately with a big result at the park where they were outplayed. They were dominated in terms of possession and shots. But that moment summed up because David went off uh, about three minutes later as well, succumbing to the injury. But he got the goal and, and things were going Lil's way. I, I have a, a definite clear moment. My moment is when the full-time whistle blew um, in Lyon, in that Lyon-Lille game, an incredible game, and when Christophe Galtier did his roly-poly. That was unbelievable, you know. Um, he, he was sort of on his head, using his neck muscles to push those legs into the air, and I, I haven't seen anything like that since Um the most magical Arsenal moment in history when Michael Thomas scored at Anfield in 1989. It reminded me of that. Um, and yeah, in terms of um, emotions, in terms of uh, just seeing something out of the ordinary, seeing Christophe Galtier expressing himself <laughs> upside down like that was unbelievable. That was my favourite moment. Last category, guys. Surprise of the season. Um, just to let you know, our listeners... We've had three emails in, all going for the same team. James Cathy, Gilan Robert and Frenchie from Detroit. They're all saying Lens have been the surprise of the season. Andy, 
Are they your biggest surprise as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, for the reasons that I, I touched on earlier when mentioning Franck Ez, you know, a team who who were possibly um, only, you know, very lucky to come up in the circumstances in which they did. And um, they'd had a couple of bad experiences in the top division in the last decade. And this time they were very unlucky not to qualify for Europe. They've had some great results, of course, uh, beating PSG right, at, right back at the beginning of the season was, was one of them. So I'd agree, it's very hard to look beyond them. I think they've been um, a real credit to the division. It's just a shame um, that they've not been able to play in front of a full stadium because that ground, when it's full, is uh, is 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 really quite quite some, some quite a place to watch uh, watch football. Hopefully, next season we will see the uh, Stade Felix Ballet full to bursting, or at least with some supporters in. Uh, Robbie, your surprise of the season? Yeah, so, well, Lance, yes. Definitely. I'm trying to think of, of others. I can think of a couple of negative surprises. Depends what we're looking for. I think I think that Montpellier, and a surprise for me is to see Michel de Zakarian's side playing such a attacking, um, entertaining football. Um, that was a surprise and good to see, a, a, a pleasant surprise. And I, I really like that Montpellier side. So look, I'll go with Lance, but with a special mention again for for the surprisingly attacking Montpellier. Who also conceded a lot of goals. I mean, that they're, they're, they're a side that was let down by their defence as well. There you go. Thanks, Robbie. I'm going to go with Lille just because it is a massive surprise. And I think anybody who topples PSG these days in Ligue 1 deserves all the plaudits. But let's, let's, why don't I widen it a bit and say I'm going to go for the, for the, for the north of France, Lille and Lens. <laughs> toast, a toast to Lille and Lens who've had fantastic seasons. And, um, yeah, we've really enjoyed it. We've really enjoyed bringing you, uh, our, our weekly podcast and we do hope you've enjoyed them as well please um, take a moment if you can to to rate us on uh, on the different podcast platforms um, talk to your friends tell them you've heard about this uh, terrific podcast on French football next season is going to be even better I'm sure about that um, but the bar has been set high this year 